The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Welcome to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Today's show is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Uh, thanks so much for stopping by. I am your purveyor of prosperity and creator of today's philosophy, uh, Heather Wagonhalls. I am flanked by the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. So first off, we are at our final key in our Keys to Riches, Financial Philosophy. And uh, we are also, we've got a great moolah word of the day. And uh, we're going to talk about failing better. Failing better. Failing better. Not feeling better, failing better. A-I-L. No, we're not talking about feeling better. We're talking about failing better. Failing better will help us achieve success. And I love it. And so we're going to talk about it cool. on today's episode because I think it plays into the key and the larger space that we're in. Uh, Miguel, what is today's key? Today's key is become a voracious reader. 13, a baker's dozen of financial concepts, if you will. Uh, yeah, so in today's key, we're going to learn why reading is so powerful. Now, while I would love for all of you to think that I am the be-all, end-all when it comes to money management, I have humility, and I know that what I have done with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy is just a foundation for you, because this is a biology-based approach to money management. Now, there's still the business of managing money, of which we discuss in these 13 keys. We also have, you know, uh, a financial literacy program with the Keys to Riches, but we also have two other programs. We have financial fluency, so it takes this, what you've learned, this basic body of work as a foundation. It builds upon it in financial fluency. So we've got literacy, which means we can read, right? Literate means you're reading. Fluency is a level of proficiency beyond just learning to read. Now we're able to absorb and apply knowledge. So that's what financial fluency is. And then our final program that we have is financial mastery. And so these are all online workshops. I I used to do live workshops all over, but it's hard to be in so many places at one time. And it's also even more difficult to expect everybody to come see me here in Arizona. 
And, you know, the last few episodes of this season on Unlock Your Wealth Radio have been tied to real estate, real estate investment. We kind of went with that key, you know, remember real estate. But today I kind of want to give you a forecast. I've been interviewed a lot on other radio programs throughout America the past couple of weeks about what happened in January with regard to the uh, the spike in home sales. Now, um, that was the pitch that went out because it was pretty tremendous over a certain period of time. But what's more important is what happened in February, and those numbers recently came out. The market, although it was expansive in January, it retreated. There were a couple of factors in that. But in this show, we're going to talk about what you need to be watching for in the marketplace so you can start trending the market. And so if you want to learn all of that, you want to visit our show at unlockyourwealthradio.com if you're not listening to this one on that radio show, because that's going to be an important one because I'm going to teach you how to forecast the real estate market. Hmm. So it's pretty cool. And, and, you know, all politics are local, all real estate investing can be local for you uh, because you are already an area expert, even if you've never bought or sold real estate personally or professionally ever. You're already a real estate market expert, and I'm going to tell you how you are also. So you can learn about how to be an expert and how to for, uh, forecast the market all in one show. Nice. But let's talk, shall we? Briefly for a moment. Got a moolah word for me? I got a moolah word! And I love this moolah word. And I think it's appropriate for this week's key. Okay. So anyway, this is a Japanese word. Uh, So today's word is kaizen. 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 Have you ever heard of kaizen? No. It's a Japanese word. Kaizen. does sound Asian. It does. It's Japanese. Kaizen is a philosophy and practice that sees improvement in productivity as a gradual and methodical process. Kaizen is a Japanese term meaning change for the better. The concept of Kaizen encompasses a wide range of ideas. It involves making the work environment more efficient and effective by creating a team atmosphere, improving everyday procedures, ensuring employee satisfaction, and making a job more fulfilling, less tiring, and safer. Mm -hmm. So Kaizen, so like the process... Uh, and the keys to riches financial philosophy is a Kaizen philosophy because it's about understanding how we think. It's about streamlining the processes. So we go by achieving efficiency. We also create effectiveness. You know, I'm just saying, you know, uh, and and, and I love this analogy, you know, like, what is it like 63? Three or fifty-three point something miles per hour is your peak fuel economy. Is it really? Like, yeah, it's and, and I can't remember the exact number because it's been a while since I've taught this class. But when we talk about you know efficiency and effectiveness, the difference is it's efficient, it's fuel efficient to maximize your time and speed and get the most miles per gallon out of your gas at this particular miles per hour. So if I'm planning uh, a trip from here to L.A. What free would you would you use to go from here to LA? Do you know? The ten, I guess. All right. I ten. 
Okay, great. So I ten as it is. So now I'm fuel efficient. I'm driving very, very fast. So I'm maximizing my efficiency, and I'm on I ten, but I'm going east. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so I will hit Biloxi well before I ever see the light of LA. Yeah, because I'm going in the wrong direction. So that efficiency of going at sixty whatever miles per hour doesn't do me any good to have fuel efficiency if I'm going in the wrong direction. So it doesn't create effectiveness, but these keys not only create brain efficiency, especially in the decision cycle as we think about thinking about our money. So not only does it improve efficiencies, it creates effectiveness because now we know what the hurdles are that we have to overcome. We know what what the obstacles are in our way and we have tools to get around them now, which we didn't have before. So when we think about a change process that is effective, Kaizen is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, the key to riches is the Kaizen of money management philosophies. Uh, so like, you know, as I always, I love Investopedia. I wish they would become a sponsor. Somebody should call them. Uh, Breaking down Kaizen, some of the key objectives in the Kaizen philosophy include elimination of waste, quality control, just-in-time delivery, standardized work, and use of efficient equipment. Right? Hmm. That's that's what the keys that's what the keys do. An example of Kaizen philosophy outside of the keys to riches is uh, the keys or the Kaizen philosophy in action is the Toyota production system in which suggestions for improvement are encouraged and rewarded and the production line is stopped when a malfunction occurs. The overall goal of Kaizen is to make small changes. So we're talking about incremental success. We're talking about my scooch factor here, little nudges. So the overall goal of Kaizen is to make small changes over a period of time to create improvements within a company. That means alterations happen slowly. That it, or I should say, it doesn't mean that alterations happen show, slowly. It just recognizes that small changes now can have a huge impact in the future. Improvements can come from any from any employee at any time. The idea is that everyone has a stake in the company's success and everyone should strive at all times to help make the business model better. So, kind of like feng shui of corporations. Yeah, it's aligning, you know, the yeah. energy. I mean, it's it's it could be completely a feng shui sort of thing. Is it a noun or an adjective? It's a philosophy, so I'm guessing it's a noun. What's great is, so like in my Achieving Time Mastery and my Goal Achievement Workshop, for that matter, in both of these workshops, when we talk about starting our day, well, first off, when we start our day, we're not really starting our day, if you think about it. And with the great work um, of Richard Hall as a psychoneuroimmunologist in, in our brain, we actually start our day by going to bed. <laughs> that's the t- that's the actual start of our day. Interesting. But what we don't yeah. realize is that when we wake up in the morning, that's like the middle of our day of a twenty four hour day. Is it's the middle. But but we think about starting our day. The vernacular and the traditional thought of it is, what do we do in the mornings? Waking up. And so people, you know, everybody's focused on, you know, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. So, you know, everybody says, oh, you got to get up early. You got to get up early. But what if you're not a morning person? Everybody says, just jump in and do it. 
But the statistics show jumping in and do it, doing it doesn't show lasting change. You don't make the behavioral change. But here's the deal. If you're a snooze bar hitter, what's five minutes? Instead of making a radical change and trying to get up an hour or two earlier than what you do and throwing your metabolism off. Right. What if we could imperceptibly make a small change, Kaizen? Make a small change that ha- could have incremental benefits. So if what if we just got up five minutes early instead of two hours early or one hour early? What if we just got up five minutes earlier? So if you think about it, if you have like the traditional standard default on a snooze bar, it's like seven minutes. So if you set your alarm for five minutes earlier, it's just a little scooch. It's not a big dramatic change. It's yeah. a scooch yeah. in the right direction. So we take this scooch factor and we, we go back five minutes, right? So we still whack the snooze bar for seven minutes, right? So we're still up earlier than what we were. But it's imperceptible. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's not that noticeable. And so we do that for a couple of days. And as it goes unnoticed, we scooch it again. We do it again. And then we keep scooching. So if you figure five minutes, there's 12 five-minute increments in a couple of weeks, naturally, without the pain, without the strain, all of a sudden we're operating on a different plane. One scooch at a time. Just a, Yeah, just a little scooch. And if we can be always nudged and scooched in the wrong direction, which is what happens more often when we're scooched, it's to our detriment, you know, not to our benefit. Why don't we maximize that little scooch? And so use scooch and the power of scooch to work for us. Great word. So that's why I like the scooch factor. Uh, so anyway, so that's our moolah word of the day. Um, nice. And uh, so kaizen, not scooch, but we could make scooch the moolah word one scooch, day. Yeah, scooch could be the moolah. We could make that. One, scooch over. One, one scooch at a time. Exactly. Exactly. So kaizen is a philosophy of systematic, small, incremental changes. And so that's why we do the keys one week at a time, one key at a time. You know, I mean, I used to lead a weekend workshop, but then, you know, I'd, I'd follow up with postcodes because this was back before email, before everybody had an email address is when I, that's how long I've been teaching the keys before email was, you know, universally adopted before we had smartphones and all of that stuff. I'm kidding. You've been doing it that long. Yes. So the Keys to Riches was born on somebody else's radio show, actually part of the Financial Fitness Forum. And so like, you know, uh, it was really funny because we got in trouble with the um, FCC actually for one of our um, commercials. And uh, I was on Jeff Cutler's Financial Fitness Forum. Um, His dad said, you know, you sound kind of boring by yourself just talking about stocks and bonds and investing. You need a sidekick and you and Heather are always funny together. And I was on somebody else's show at at the time. And I was also on TV here locally um, as a segment contributor um, on on a morning show called Sonoran living, uh, doing etiquette and society stuff. But my main job was in mortgages and real estate. And so he was the paper guy, money, stocks, you know, bonds, mm-hmm. investing. And I, uh, you know, um, I was the plastic chick. So he was paper, you know, like you go to the grocery store, paper, plastic. Yeah, so he yeah. was paper. I was plastic. So I was all things, credit, mortgages, that borrowing mm-hmm. was me. Mm-hmm. So that's how we kind of set it up. And we had this really funny commercial, actually, that got us in trouble, you know, because he, you know, we did this, uh, we did this 
you know, thing explaining what the financial fitness forum was. And so, you know, he just pretended to be the courtesy clerk at the end of the thing, you know, like, like a young high school kid going, uh, you want paper or plastic with that? But somebody got their panties in a wad and thought we were making fun of mentally disadvantaged people. And like that wasn't it. We were just thinking of a pimple faced teenager, right? We weren't even thinking in that other direction when we made it. It was just kind of funny. Why make fun of, yeah. Because we wouldn't do that. We wouldn't make fun of somebody with a disability. That's just, you know, that's reprehensible. That's like, that's that's not just you're a sinner. That's like you're going to get struck down by... A lightning bolt for doing yeah, that yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. you know. So it, it, it was we would never do that. So we got spanked by the FCC because they said, you know, because somebody called about the Americans with Disabilities Act. We're like, no. How is a pimply faced teenager a disabled person? We're just making fun of gawky teenagers. That's right. Of which Jeff was a grocery bagger. That's where he came up with the yeah. idea. He was one of those dorks. <laughs> you know. You know, we, we, that was, so the other part wasn't even on our radar. But anyway, so like, you That's know. That's how it happens, though. But yeah, so the Keys to Riches was born on that because it became more than just applying for a loan, like because I was doing this homebuyers club. And how do I teach the principles of money management to these people? And he had a really great program to teach people how to invest, but I needed to teach people how to borrow effectively. And because of underwriting guidelines, you know, you can't be overborrowed. And then I started looking at like the psychology of things, you know, and it's like I had smart people doing stupid things, you know, college educated, two MBAs, double income, no kids, and they couldn't even qualify for entry level FHA mm-hmm. housing wow. because their debt ratios were out of the whack. They had no savings and stuff. And so I'm like, why would these people that know better, not be able to do better. And it's because it's not what you know, you know, because, you know, it doesn't matter how much we know. It's because we don't do what we know. We only do what we've practiced. Mm -hmm. And so it goes back to behavior. And so what leads behavior? Biology. Because behavior is determined by our interpretation of the stimulus in our environment. And we choose something that we've chosen before. Mm -hmm. There is no rise to the occasion. It's always default to your circumstances. That's why the military and the police are constantly training and practicing for dangerous scenarios. Uh Because they have to be able to respond under pressure because they know the brain shuts down. So that's kind of how the keys was born Mm -hmm. and kind of evolved into what it is today. So shall we get to this week's key and wrap up the season? Outstanding. But first, this segment is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches radio listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. Oh, and I'm so excited because we're going to have a new sponsor coming up. Yes, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked about it, but I can't say anything yet. So you'll just have to figure out what it is next season. Uh, but yeah, so we're gonna have we're gonna have new stuff, new stuff. Cool. It'll be right. great. Uh, new opportunities for people to network, especially now that they've learned all of this stuff. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. Great. So uh, the keys to riches, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, I keep dropping this without telling you what the keys are. So the keys to riches is a baker's dozen 
of financial concepts, a financial philosophy, if you will, that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, all while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do this one week at a time, one key at a time here at Keys to Riches Radio. So um, I'm, I'm pretty excited uh, because this is one of my, and I, I, you know, I feel like I say that every week. This, this is, is one of my favorite, favorite cakes. This is your favorite cake. <laughs> How'd you know? But, well, you, you do say that a lot, but that's a good thing because you- Because they're all my favorite. They're all fun. They're all cool. Well, you know, they all solve a problem. <clears throat> yeah. If you think about it. And I-, I I'm speaking from personal experience as well as observation and statistics. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like some financial gurus out there that get on the radio or television and point their fingers and wag because they have no idea what it is like to grow up humble when they grew up with a silver spoon squarely wedged in their rectum. <laughs> you know? That's not sugarcoated now. No, no. Well, but it, and it, but it's not crass. I I I I, I uh, averted the colloquial words, but I, I'm not saying do as I say. I'm saying do as I do. These are things that I had challenges with. Yeah, you know. And the the uh, three amigos make a difference, not just in your money, but in your life. You know, it's all it's it's about choices, and it's about uh, choices and change. If it's about two things, it's about choices and change. But this key is our final key, and this key is also a challenge. Um, as become a voracious reader, because how do we get from what we've learned to practical application? So I've told you over this thing. Over the over these thirteen keys, so the thirteen weeks, I've shared with you what needs to happen, why it needs to happen, and I've given you the foundation for what you need to be paying attention to. And so, you know, first we have to acknowledge what we know and what we don't know. We need to take a mental inventory. Then we have to apply our three five financial strategy, which we learned from Key Four: Knowledge is Power. And there's three questions and five areas of concern that we need to address. Where am I? Where am I going? And what's the difference? And our five areas of concern are income and expenses. And then we have to address protections. We have to address asset accumulation asset multiplication and asset preservation. There's three steps, you know, when we start dealing with the asset classes and we just touched on what those are. You have to pick up the baton. Now that you know what you need to know, you need to pick up the baton and read. You have to learn what to do with yourself. Um, And, you know, I've given you the basics, and if if you don't take any of the additional courses that this all, is all you ever do, this is the most beautiful financial foundation you can have because you not only know what to do, but you know how from a biological perspective to get it accomplished. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the reason why reading is so important is because reading materially alters us as human beings. I'm just going to give you a couple of points, a couple of highlights. So reading... Um, gives us, by the mere act of reading, it materially, it physically changes the brain. So even, and we're not talking about recall, but once you read something, it's in the brain. You can't unknow something. 
Like even if you have dementia, that's about ability to recall. It's not about lack of knowing. So once you know something, you can't unknow it. So it completely moves the needle a little further or raises the bar, as Coach Dar would say. So we raise the bar every time we read something new, especially good quality fiction or nonfiction, where it has moral lessons and stories, you know, something you can get out of it. I love murder mysteries. I'm a big mystery fan. I'm a big spy fan. And it's about you know, I'm learning new ways to um, think on your feet ha- by observing how others strategically extricate them from precarious scenarios, how maybe in a spy novel, the plan was to do one thing, but now something changed. Somebody knew what I was up to. They found out where I was. And now I I have to figure out how to get out of that. Well, the author of the book already figured that out. So I don't have to, all I have to do is learn the strategy, but guess what? My brain is permanently etched with that new strategy. So I have another tool in my toolbox. Even fiction can teach us something. Sure. Okay. So another thing it does is it elevates our ability to communicate because when we can watch others communicate with each other, we can learn from it because especially if books are written in first person, it's as if you're having a conversation with somebody else, especially difficult ones, relationship, you know, or parenting conversations through the power of story, we can learn so much more effectively. But once we see how it plays out for someone else, we now again have another tool in our toolbox. We now, when it comes time for us to deal with difficult situations, we have tools in our toolbox. We have the languaging we've already learned on how somebody successfully managed a conversation, how they took it from where they were with the problem to where they wanted to go, solving it, creating the solution. So that's another powerful tool that reading holds for us. So that's, it's a critical piece of, of why we need to be reading. Plus this, the general data Uh, that we discern from nonfiction stuff helps us to become better. How do we, you know, interview an insurance professional in one of our five areas of concern? How do we know this is the right insurance professional for us? Well, gosh, if we buy a book or a magazine that talks about the insurance industry, what they're, what an insurance person is supposed to be doing that's qualified in their field. Now we know what we're looking for. So now we know what the criteria is, but we didn't didn't know it without reading about what is the expectation of their profession. Uh-huh. Not what they tell us is important, so we buy from them, but we investigate first. We find out what do we need to know about their job. What are they doing for us? What are they not doing? Remember, not knowing is powerful, the other yeah. half of that key four. Yeah. So it's critical that we read because reading really elevates us. And what reading does is it allows us to fail better. And I want to summarize this. This concept I learned from this book called 7L Communications. And it's written by um, Michael J. Marr, M-A-H-A-R, I believe, or E-R. And he wrote this book and it's kind of like a story, but it teaches like marketing concepts, building community and stuff like that. One of the things that he has is this acronym for life. And life is an acronym and it stands for learn, implement, fail, evaluate. And he says that it's called the upward spiral of life. So if I learn and then I implement, I've taken a step forward, which would be a step upward if you're on a spiral staircase, right? So let's say I fail and I stumble, right? Uh, I have 
new information. So I go to the evaluate stage. So I figure out what did I do wrong? What did I do right? And do more what I did right and less what I did wrong, right? But I'm still on another step ahead of the last one I took, even though I failed, right? I'm higher up and I'm farther ahead. So I'm two things, higher up and farther ahead. So So then I go back, so I evaluate what went wrong and why and what went right and why. So I do more of what went right. And now I learn how to patch the hole. I get the Band-Aid out, I get the Neosporin, and I learn how to treat what went wrong. So I correct it. So that's my learn. So now that I've corrected it, I can implement a new tactic, right? Right. A new tactic. So that's another step up the staircase. So I implement this new tactic. I take the next step. I fail again, perhaps. Uh So I then go through E. I evaluate. And again, even though I failed, I'm still a step or now two ahead of where I was. So that's why it's the upward spiral of right, life. Right. So this is a critical Very piece. Cool. And, I, and I really liked that. So instead of doing a money drama, I wanted to do something like um, like a money opportunity, yeah. if you will. What a phenomenal book. I've read that book like 15 times over the last couple of months. because Seven L Communications. And actually, we should put a link on the website, on, on the show page, because it was so powerful to me. Um, you know, how they told the story and the guy, like the narration, like it's so funny because like the, the main character of the story, he does this self-talk and it's really kitschy cool because you see a vulnerable man mm-hmm. that actually takes interest in kind of like the heroine of the book. Huh. You know what I mean? And so like, wow, she really looks great up there. Is that some new like suit or did she lose weight? Like it's just cute. Uh-huh. Like, and it leaves you feeling fuzzy. And this guy's on the edge of despair. He's about ready to change careers, throw in the towel. But once he gets exposed to this 7L communications thing and this generosity generation, he totally changes his life. So it's great. Yeah. So check it out. So uh, for more great resources and tools to help make you prosper, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for the maestro of moolah and the keys to riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2017 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.